and welcome to this special episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. Uh, this is a broadcast put on by our nonprofit, Sped Homeschool. And my name is Peggy Ployer. I'm the founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, as well as the host of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. And like I said, this is a very special episode because we're kind of doing it in the afternoon, normally doing it in the evenings. Um, but because of my travel schedule next week, we bumped it up. And what a perfect follow-up with our broadcast last night. We were talking about teaching multi-level learners without losing your mind. <laughs> and we ended on the note of, well, what does that schedule really look like? And so my guest today, Carrie Holt. Welcome, Carrie. I'm so excited you. for you to share today. Um, she's going to be sharing with us how to optimize your morning time and how that looks. And Carrie, you have such the same mindset as my guest, Julie Nally from last night. So I'm super excited because you have resources to share. She had like, how do you integrate all this? And, and then now to take it to, well, what do we actually do? And what, what can I use instead of coming up with all these ideas on my own? Because I think that's where we as homeschoolers get stuck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's not creative. <laughs> yes. So, so yeah. So, um, also I want to thank you, thank our audience. Those of you who are joining us, popping on right now. I know this is a special time. Um, but, but if you feel like uh, I want to make my morning time a little more optimal than I have already, maybe you just started homeschooling and had a grand plan <laughs> and it's kind of going south. We want to make sure that you pick that up and um, head in the right direction. So, so share this um, broadcast, whether you're watching on YouTube, on Periscope or on Facebook. And um, hopefully we can get your questions too. So put those in the feed wherever you're watching. And um, so as, as people are doing that, Carrie, I am going to pull up your slides and I would just love for you to tell us a little bit about your yourself and your family and just your homeschooling journey. Sure. So my name is Carrie M. Holt and we um, hail from the Midwest mm. and I, um, I am married to my husband, Bruce. So I am a writer and a speaker and a podcast host. So I co-host a podcast called Take Heart with mm -hmm. other, with two other special needs moms, um, Amy J. Brown and Sarah Klein. And we just entered season two and we just like to give a short, about 15 minute podcast to encourage special needs parents mm -hmm. and special needs moms specifically a lot about just the common emotions that we that we experience and just when we're, but when we are experiencing discouragement and then how do we work through those things? And so, but my passion is just to encourage children, our parents mm -hmm. of children that have special needs, um, just to find hope and, and to grieve those hard places of our journey so we can embrace our roles and thrive. So, yeah, yeah. It does take a little bit of grieving, but, it does. but it moves us into good and new places too. Yes. And so I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then a little bit about my family. Um, I've been married to my husband for 21 years and we have four great kids. Our oldest son on the far right is 18. And then the second one over is 16. And then our son with special needs is 14 and our daughter is 11. And we have been homeschooling. We just started our ninth year. So awesome. yeah, our, um, so we did not start off homeschooling. I was actually a former public school teacher. Hmm. And I went to a Christian college and I majored in education and thought that was where God had me. And he did until our oldest son came along. And so then when school time came, I think I was one of those parents who said, I'm never going to homeschool. Mm, and mm -hmm. God had the last <laughs> laugh. <laughs> yes, I did the same thing. <laughs> so oh, yeah. when, yeah. So when our older two boys were in fourth and second grade in a private Christian school and our son with special needs was in our, like our public preschool, cause as, you know, as soon as he was three, he went on um, oh, yeah. into preschool. Mm -hmm. um, I started to feel this tug on my heart was actually studying the book of Genesis through Bible study I was doing and 
there were just all these hard questions every week about what's God calling you to step out in faith and Hmm. what will you need to leave behind? And it was hard. It was a Mm -hmm. tough struggle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, but what we leave behind, it sometimes allows us to get so much more on the other side. And yeah, I have not seen God fail in that. No. <laughs> so, yeah. No. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you started out then after that? Yes. Yeah, so the next year we pulled our older two boys out of school and they, you know, at the time we were really focused on grades. So it was like fifth and third grade. And I, as you can imagine diving into it, some people mm-hmm. say, oh, well, you have this education degree and it'll help you so much. And honestly, it was very, I felt like it was detrimental to mm-hmm. my mindset because I felt like I had to check all these boxes off and basically run a school at mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. taken years for that to come out of me <laughs> in my right. homeschooling mindset. That, that's a good point. Yeah. I've talked, I have a couple um, gals on my team who have said the same thing about their education degrees, that it's, it's easier to de-school yourself if you haven't been programmed as much through the process of becoming a teacher um, than, than if you have been in that environment and been educated that way. So, um, yeah. So true. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we, we started homeschooling and at the time our special needs, our son has special needs. His name is Toby. Uh, probably refer to him a little bit more sometimes than my other children, but he was in a kinder, was in a kindergarten in our public school and at the time, I just didn't feel like I was ready to dive in mm. with all of them at home. And our daughter was a toddler, you know, and right. so, <laughs> and their kindergarten schedule was, you know, two full days, one week, three full days, the next. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up being in the hospital so much that year wow. from surgeries that we, he basically was homeschooled that uh-huh. year. <laughs> it's funny how that works out. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's probably beneficial for you at with all of that going on that you didn't have to do everything the school was doing that you could kind of orchestrate your other two boys education with yeah. that in the mix. Yeah. Like, so then the next year we actually started classically educating and I just kind of dove into the classical model of education, which I know that is not for everyone, Mm -hmm. Um, but it just really appealed to me. And as you know, you, you sort of, your uh, philosophy of education develops Mm -hmm. in your journey. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 A lot of parents ask us, they're like, well, what, what curriculum is best? for this child and I, one of the big things on the list is how best do you teach? What, what is lines, lines best with your philosophy? You can make any curriculum work for a struggling student, but you as the parent have to have the buy-in. And so I'm glad that you pointed that out, Carrie, because yes, because classical may work for some people. Unit studies worked for us. I don't follow directions, so it's really good for me. Um, <laughs> but for somebody that needs a manual, maybe you need a curriculum in a box that's just a little more flexible. That's yeah. why on our website, we have all those options. But um, yeah, that's yeah. a good thing to point out that yeah. it's just not a one-size-fits-all. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So we're going to talk about morning time and, you know, I, what, first of all, what do you consider morning time? And then, um, what do you include in that and what are the benefits? I know, I don't know if that's on your next slide or I have to, um, here, let me see. I'm not sure. Not yet. I think, yeah. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. Um, so morning time can also be called you know, gathering time. Mm. I know for some families, they do it in the middle of the day at lunch. Mm -hmm. And we have just always chosen to do it in the morning because it's a time to get all of my kids 
on the same page and for us to start off our day. Hmm. One of the things I, as I was preparing for this today, I was talking to my 16 year old and my 11 year old daughter mm-hmm. and asking, you know, what do you enjoy about our morning time together? Yeah. And they said, it just feels like we start our day off on the right foot. We kickstart mm-hmm. our day. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I do think it is important to, to start it in the morning and a lot of times you can include a lot of different things and there's a lot of different opinions um, and different ways that you can focus your time. Mm-hmm. But for, for us, it has been, you know, first of all, our um, kind of, okay, it's everybody gets up, they, they, as they've gotten older, they try to do their own, you know, quiet time with the mm-hmm. Lord and they maybe do chores, they eat breakfast, and then we try to aim for a certain time to gather together. Now, I will tell you that I am a type A personality, but it <laughs> never happens the same way every day. <laughs> never. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We can have an ideal, but every day is yeah, unique in itself. <laughs> yes. And I have had to learn to be flexible. I would say Mm. that flexibility is just a huge piece of that because my son with special needs, we have nurses in our home. So sometimes they're calling off or they're coming in late. Mm -hmm. When he was younger and not as independent, you know, I, if the nurse called off, I was spending an hour helping him get out of bed in the morning and doing Mm. his medical care and things like Mm -hmm. that. So we've had to learn a lot of flexibility and largely what I love about it is it's time for us to kind of have like a morning meeting to kind of say, okay, this is what our day is going to look like. I have teenagers now. My oldest son is 18. He's a senior, Mm. you know, who needs the cars? We're sharing three cars with four drivers, (laughs) Uh (laughs) which I'm sure, you know, Oh yes. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And we have a single lane driveway. So it's like, who has to be first and second? And then, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, <It's> crazy. <laughs> it is. But the biggest thing that we start off our day with is some type of devotion. Mm-hmm. And this has looked differently through the years. There have been times mm-hmm. when I have used um, a book and we've studied the names mm-hmm. of God. There have been years when we have, you know, we've used some apologia texts about, you know, who is God and and who am I? And then there have been years more recently where we're just walking through scripture. Last year, it was the book of Psalms. And I can tell you, we only got halfway through the whole whole book of Psalms. And this year we started off in Hebrews. Mm. Um, But we just to have that focus. So Cindy Rollins actually wrote a book about morning time. And one of the things that she says, I would love to read this quote to you is to our listeners, your listeners is that morning time is a liturgy or a form a a pattern of behavior. I'm Mm -hmm. adding a little bit in there Mm -hmm. that reminds us that there's no separation between the sacred and the secular. So Mm -hmm. singing a hymn alongside reading uh, Huckleberry Finn or, or another read aloud that we don't have to divide our time between, mm. you know, math and poetry and scripture. We can put it all together in the same place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I forgot to mention at the beginning, I want to thank Bookshark for sponsoring this episode of um, Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We'll hear more about them um, about halfway through the program. But if you want to check them out ahead of time, you can check out their website at bookshark.com. So, um so as far as the benefits that you've seen then come out of this or reusing that, have, I mean, when did you finally get into this, this pattern? And then, then when did you start seeing, oh, this, this is working. We're going to continue this. <laughs> so I can tell you that one of, in the very beginning, I tried to include way too much. So mm you know, you can do poetry studies and Shakespeare or math games and artist studies and, and scripture memory or, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was trying to do it all. 
I am that type of person. If you saw my homeschool room in our basement, it is full of curriculum. I have never touched. (laughs) So, but what I have found two of the key things, and honestly, most days, especially with teenagers who have a really heavy high school workload because of our classical education, we have boiled it down really to two things. And that has been our devotional time and discussion and, and prayer. And sometimes that includes, you know, me bringing in, um, you know, just recent, recent events of the world mm-hmm. or the child that we're sponsoring and their letter or, yeah. you know, missions that we're supporting as a mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. And then I read out loud to my kids mm-hmm. and I still read out loud to my 18 year old. Now, sometimes he is mm-hmm. a little busy, you know, kind of gathering his things together, especially this year as he's doing dual enrollment. But mm-hmm. the reading out loud, I think has been one of the biggest things that has created this family culture where mm. we are quoting books, we mm-hmm. are talking about characters, we're identifying with the deep richness of mm-hmm. good books that teach us many things together. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And it, it's so in, in line with what my guest said last night too. She's like that read aloud, that time together. Don't stop it when they hit high school. And she said it becomes even more important. So, um, yeah. yeah, my daughter and I share a lot of audiobooks because we travel a lot together and, and even, or when we're both in different places and I'm traveling, we still listen to the same audiobook and then talk about it. So even my 24 year old, when he moved to, uh, Florida a couple of weeks ago and we listened to audiobooks all the way out and discussed them and I made sure that they were things that we needed to discuss before he moved out on his own. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So yeah. Yeah. So awesome. So let's dive into this. Um yeah. I know you have a lot of really good resources. I um so Carrie shared slides with me to share with you. I Pretty sure I have not put them in the YouTube description yet, um, but I will within, by the end of the day today, I will do that and I'll share it on the um, YouTube or not YouTube, the, the Facebook feed as well. But um, but you took pictures of all these books and I know you have lots of websites and links also to share on on that PDF as well. So, um, so just know that all of that information, if you can't catch it in the video, or if you're listening to the podcast and can't catch it in the auto, go to the YouTube channel, um, just fed homeschool and search on YouTube and you'll, you'll find this video. Um, and you can find all the links there. So, so awesome. So how do we optimize our morning time? Yeah. So I think, um, I think about two things. One is one of the things that I don't think I did well in the beginning. And honestly, I feel like it has taken some time to just to have a vision or a mission statement for your family Mm -hmm. or just, we all live by core values, whether we have them defined or not. Right. And so like, I have a friend and I hope this is okay that I say this, but (laughs) I have her permission, but I hope this is okay with your audience. But Mm -hmm. one of their motto for their family and they homeschool and their son, they actually have a son who has the exact same diagnosis as my son, which is spina bifida. Mm -hmm. And their motto is love God, love people and fart loudly. (laughs) (laughs) They made it fun. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I think that's, I think that's what it is just that we, that we do have a, a little bit of a vision, like what, mm. what do we want our morning time to look like? And, right. and that as a family, these are the things that we value mm-hmm. and we also value having fun yeah. and then just to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And lastly, to celebrate. So mm-hmm. I don't know what your personality is like mm-hmm. and, and those who are watching this or listening in, but I will have this tendency to just you know, go on with my days and my weeks Mm -hmm. and even my years and not stop to, I'm always striving for that next thing. I'm always thinking, you know, what else can I fit into my morning time? Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, what else can we add? What else can we do? And I have learned just to keep it simple and Mm -hmm. then to celebrate your accomplishments. And this, 
This mm-hmm. book I found at a homeschool convention at um, in the rabbit room display. Hmm. Um, and at, at one of the great homeschool conventions. And mm-hmm. it's a way to uh, list out the stories, the books that you've shared. And there's different sections in there about the books you've read and how you rate them and who mm-hmm. the author is sections to put quotes in or characters. And I can tell you, honestly, we only filled out a few pages, mm-hmm. but just to take, make sure that maybe on a quarterly basis or, you know, a, year, a half a year, a yearly basis mm-hmm. that you do list all the books you've read together or listen to together. I love right. that you brought up audiobooks because I've heard that described as it's just, just the difference between ear reading and eye reading. And I have a son with a very severe reading disorder. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's the only difference between yeah. audiobooks and reading um, mm-hmm. out loud to your kids. So, yeah. yeah. Takes a little bit of weight off of you because I've talked, I've interviewed a guy that does audiobooks and he said that sometimes he spends half an hour on one sentence to say it properly. And I'm thinking, if these people are investing that much time, it's worth purchasing an audiobook because it portrays, they've actually researched the meaning and how, how this, because sometimes when authors write, it, it's kind of iffy as to who said what. And if they do it in voices, it just makes it come across so much better. And, uh, for us to just immerse ourselves in that story versus the semantics of the, the text. Yeah. Yeah. So, and probably one of the last tips that I would give is to, to be prepared to, Mm. so you have to hold these two things together, having a plan and being flexible, have a plan, knowing that you probably not going to stick with it. Uh Right. (laughs) Oh, so true. (laughs) So I usually do spend my summer, um, kind of breaking up my school year into, um, not really quarters, but about six to eight week, like cycles, I guess, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. where, okay, for this cycle, I really want to focus on this for our devotions. I want to focus on these read alouds. Mm-hmm. I want to focus on maybe one extra subject, like maybe for this um, six or eight week time frame, I just want to do poetry mm-hmm. or I just want to focus on Monet. We want to look at his art and we want to dig right. deep into this. Mm-hmm. So I do recommend, there's a couple of people that I love. Um, Pam Barnhill is one and Sarah McKenzie is the other that I have followed. And I feel like they do morning time really well. The first four episodes of Pam Barnhill's Your Morning Basket are excellent for getting started on morning time. And, and they've just been an invaluable resource for me in my, in my planning. So, yeah. 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 And those are podcasts that you have mentioned on those slides. Yes. And websites and their websites also. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. I see that on the other other side there. So what other, so you you mentioned one other podcast, the IEW. Um, What does that have on it that's been helpful to you? So... One of, I want, so for our, just for our ever, like English and grammar and kind of writing and just our regular part of our homeschool day is we use the Institute for Excellence in Writing for that mm-hmm. curriculum. And I have learned the benefit through Andrew Kudawa of just uh, that reading aloud and also the memorizing. So mm. my son was born with a condition called hydrocephalus, which mm-hmm. was extra fluid in the brain. His diagnosis happened even before I knew I was pregnant with him. Mm-hmm. And for years, the doctors would tell us, oh, he'll never be able to memorize anything. And just through that podcast and through using that curriculum and then also some other ways that we do classical education, Mm-hmm. I've just learned the benefits of him memorizing to song and memorizing to chant mm-hmm. and, and even just that, um, the repetition. So right. it's okay to pick a four line poem and work on it for mm-hmm. several weeks. Yeah. It's, it's the quality, not mm-hmm. the quantity that matters. Love that. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, you're still working on memorizing and every child has their own pace. And so yes. to, to put those goals that are reachable for them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what about these other websites that you have listed on this um, this slide? How, are, how have they been helpful to you and what do they have that would help our viewers? Sure. So the Peaceful Preschool is actually my friend, Jennifer Pepito, and she has a lot of combined studies, um, like a nature study, and they are geared a little bit towards preschool, but you could use them in the younger years. And what it is, is they're just kits like for you to be able to use to adapt. Um, maybe if you're just starting out mm-hmm. or you want to just focus on, you know, maybe part of your morning time is that you're outside in nature and that's how you're wired. So mm-hmm. I think part of morning time optimizing it is leaning into how you're wired. Um, that's not always my wiring, which mm-hmm. is bad sometimes because <laughs> I'm, I get it done, you know, kind of, right. person. Uh-huh. um, but lean into how you're wired. If you love games, mm-hmm. make math games a part of your morning time, lean into how you're wired. Uh-huh. Yeah. So half a hundred acre wood, um, does go along with a little bit of the homeschooling classical program that we do. But what I love about that one is there's just a lot of book resources. Mm. You know, if you're studying medieval times or ancient history or American history, Mm. there's a lot of just great resources. And again, there's a lot of information, a lot of resources to use, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but just pick a couple and focus, focus on those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So how to teach your children Shakespeare. That's actually one of the resources that I have used with my kids. And again, I've not used the entire book. We mm-hmm. have only memorized a little bit of Shakespeare together, but it goes along with his book. And I believe that's Ken Ludwig. Um, and it just, um, and this is a, it's a secular resource, but it just gives you pronouns. So like each oh, of your children. Helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can have the copies and you just work on memorizing, you know, together. And maybe it's six weeks, eight weeks, maybe it's a whole year. You're just memorizing, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of lines from Shakespeare. Hmm. And you'll be amazed at when that stuff comes back to you. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <Yes. laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've, I've seen a little bit about a read out ra- loud revival and I guess I've never really dove into that. What kind of resources do they have? So read a loud revival is Sarah McKenzie. Her podcast is on the left side. And then this is her website on the right. She has been just an amazing resource for me on books to read out loud. And, and it kind of goes along with your speaker that you had last night and how to pick books when you, when you've got different ages. Mm-hmm. And you want read aloud to be an amazing part of your morning. So I actually picked mm-hmm. up a quote um, that Andrew Pudawa from IEW talks mm-hmm. about with reading time. And he he said this, he said, if you have no other time to do anything else except read out loud to your kids, that's going to accomplish more than half of what you want to try and accomplish in teaching language skills. So he's specifically talking about yeah. language, but I think mm-hmm. it extends to even further than that. And so yeah. mm-hmm. she has amazing. So it's, what's funny is even just last week, I had a friend post post on Facebook um, that I attend church with, you know, I'm trying to read picture books with my two-year-old and four-year-old. What resources do you recommend? Mm-hmm. She is my go-to person for mm-hmm. read aloud recommendations for all different categories of children, mm-hmm. um, subject matter, and she actually has a book called The Read Aloud Revival, and I have gleaned so much from her. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. We're not stuck with just those um, old lists and in <laughs> unit study curriculums. Most of them now, when I look at the list, they're like, it's not published anymore. You can't find it. So it'd be nice to have a, you know, a new resource where you can find those things. <laughs> yeah. You know, another thing that she has too is a, it's a membership site. And again, I have no affiliation with these um, websites whatsoever. I'm not getting, you know, any, Mm -hmm. (laughs) these are just my personal things that I've gleaned is uh, she has a great um, 
She has like book clubs for the moms, um, mm-hmm. book family book, book clubs for the kids. Awesome. And then this is a paid resource for her, like a subscription. But then when you're part of her membership, she has these authors on mm-hmm. and you get to, you know, do live videos and things like that. So it's um, just been a neat, yeah. it's been a neat resource to use. Cool. So, yeah. So, so, so yeah, you had, you talked about Pam Barnhill and yes. the morning basket. Um, anything else on her website that is notable? I really like her planning, um, planning sheets and planning system for planning your homeschool year. So one of the resources that I have leaned into that she's talked about and a couple other homeschooling moms is the loop schedule. Mm. So this is where, you know, maybe you have like, you know, you have your half hour for 45 minutes for math or, you know, you have your half hour for English or whatever, but Mm -hmm. you don't have time to fit in uh, what I would like to call those good, true and beautiful things that nourish our soul, the reading, the poetry, mm-hmm. the artist study. And so what that is, is maybe you have like, you want to loop. So maybe you ha- have built in at 1130 today, or you would make this a part of your morning time. I'm going to loop um, two things, two subjects. I'm going to do poetry and I'm going to do art study. And then you just loop them. And then let's say you miss Wednesday because your child has a doctor's appointment or you're going to physical Mm -hmm. therapy that day. You just pick up where you left off in your loop the next day. Mm So that's awesome. Yeah. So I have, yeah, I just, I use her sheets for planning my school year every year and they've been a great resource for me. So super. And then the website quiet times for kids. Yeah. That's another one that has, um, little Bible studies, uh, for children to do on their own. And then it also has, uh, morning time plans. It's all put together. Now, again, it does align a little bit with some homeschool curriculum that we have done, but anyone could use it. And it, and it has, it includes, um, artists. So pictures to study for art. It includes <laughs> books to read, um, a little bit of poetry, a little bit of, scripture memory recommendations and prayer time, just kind of an all-in-one resource to, to do, to use for your morning time. I say, don't reinvent the wheel, find what's out there and, and use it. And Pam Barnhill's the same. She has little unit studies Mm -hmm. uh, for morning time kits all in one and use what, what, use what's out there. So, yeah, yeah, that is so true. Yeah, Yeah. you do not need to do that. And then the last one you refer to is simply Charlotte Mason. Um, There's uh, time savers and then memory is a memory system. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what that is, is a video of, um, I think about this for a second. Oh, yeah. So, it's a video for a system for memorizing and doing recitation. So, it's a like, you use like three by five cards. So let's say you want to memorize John three sixteen with your kids or, or one, a couple lines from a poem, you would put that on a card and then you would have like a daily, you know, and then once you really have that one down, mm-hmm. you move that to maybe a weekly rotation. So, okay. And then yeah. you would move mm-hmm. that to a monthly rotation. So where you're just keeping it up, but it's just kind of a system you can use actually for any type of memory that you're doing. Maybe you, mm-hmm have a high schooler who's memorizing anatomy mm-hmm. or, you know, you have a middle schooler memorizing some geography. It's just a nice um, system that explains just a, a good system for memorizing things. So I wanted to throw that in there. Yeah, definitely. I know um, simply Charlotte Mason, I interviewed Sonia Schaefer um, in January talking about um, the Charlotte Mason homeschool approach. And actually she just agreed to be on our board of directors. So, um, so she will hopefully be voted in next month as a 2022 board member for SPET homeschool. So super excited about that. But, uh, but yeah, those are all great resources. And again, if you weren't able to get all of those, or you didn't know the exact website, just know that on our YouTube description, these slides will be available and you can just copy of them from there versus trying to get them off the video um, or, or trying to listen to them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, 
So Carrie, I'm going to give you a quick break. We're going to hear yeah. from our sponsor and then we'll come back. And Carrie has a lot of pictures of a lot of books. And I'm so she's going to be sharing those for the second half. And you do not want to miss this. There's so many good resources. So, so hold on tight and I'll, I'm going to hear from our sponsor and Carrie will be back then to share those, those resources with us. But um, for right now, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Bookshark. And let's see if I can bring that up. Yep. There we go. Um, so, um, Dana says, Bookshark was the best thing I've ever done for myself and my kids. And Tracy says, I definitely regret not starting Bookshark sooner. It's been such a great fit for our family. Well, we at Sped Homeschool agree. We've heard from a lot of families that um, in our community that they love Bookshark too. And actually, we have a review um, and an unboxing of Bookshark on our YouTube channel as well, if you want to see what's in a box. Um but if you're wondering how you can jump onto this Bookshark wagon, just start by heading to bookshark.com. On the website, you can request a free catalog, download samples, and even see scope and sequence charts for what's taught at each level. There's also a blog at bookshark.com slash blog with hundreds of articles. And the Bookshark site also has a lot of free information about how to teach your kids at home, whether you use Bookshark or not. Um, another example is they have free unit studies, the free unit study for 20 21 is um, based on volcanoes. You can find that at bookshark.com slash freebies. And also let me share just two more quotes. Jill says, we switched to Bookshark language arts this year. This was the best decision ever. We love how everything ties together. I can't tell you how grateful I am for Bookshark. We we're looking forward to adding more subjects next year. And Catherine says, pulling my kids out of public school and getting Bookshark's full program saved my sanity. It was the best parenting decision we've made. We're so much happier now versus the kids staring lifelessly at screens all day. The open and go component and high quality literature for science, history, and language arts is amazing. See if Bookshark is a best fit for your family like it is for these moms. You can visit bookshark.com to get that free catalog and then add slash freebies to get that free unit study. So thank you, Bookshark, for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. And again, like we've been talking about these books, um, if you just feel like I can't resource all this, Bookshark is one of those options where they just send you the whole package, all the books already. So um, so that does save you some time. So, so welcome back, Carrie. Um, I am just going to go on to your next slide because you have a lot of resources. I want to make sure we get through them um, before our hour is up. Um, but thank you for all that you had to share, just the benefits um, that it's not going to be perfect. You know, I'm just kind of reviewing all those things, all the resources that that you've already mentioned that have been helpful to you. Um, so, so, yeah, just kind of leaning into your your own tendencies to and interests. Um, I love that as well, that it doesn't have to look the same as everybody, but I love that you're sharing lots of different resources so that people can try them out. And, you know, sometimes going and seeing if your library has these or that your library can find them from other associated libraries, just to see if there's something you want and it's something you want to purchase too. So I highly recommend that. So, so yeah, so let's start with devotional resources. It looks like so these are just a few things that I have used through the years. I realized we go to just a fairly, you know, modern church, which we love, mm -hmm. but my kids didn't really know the hymns and the stories behind the hymns. Now I do have an advantage that I do play the piano and we have a piano in our home, awesome. but for a year or two as a part of morning time, we used Then Sings My Soul. And you can, you can see my little bookmark still in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a great resource because what it does is it actually has the hymn on one page and then the story behind the hymn on the other page. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So just one page. And of course, I will tell you that my teenage boys did not always love singing around the piano with me. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. So you're, sometimes you're going to have, you know, bad attitudes and mm -hmm. we can talk a little bit about those pitfalls and what, what we've done to work through those, but just right. some of it is just kind of just keep introducing it, you know, mm -hmm. keep, they may not sing along, but they're hearing it and you just right. don't know what kind of seeds are planted in exactly. their hearts. 
Yep. Yeah. Yep. So true. Yeah. And it may take a while for those to come. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So another one of these resources is this book called Every Moment Holy. And mm-hmm. this book is a book of written prayers for everyday situations. In mm-hmm. the church background that I grew up in, you know, reading prayers wasn't necessarily a part of our journey, but I have just found the value in, and all of these prayers are based on different scriptures. And they actually mm-hmm. just came out with a volume two about suffering, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and just for beginnings and, and the start of your day, um, when you're going through different emotions, even just like selfishness and things like that. And so mm-hmm. I might focus on one for a week and just read it out loud and we'll kind of mm-hmm. dissect it and talk about it and what scriptures is coming from. And so awesome. it's just, um, it's nourishing that our souls mm-hmm. with, with God's word and, and with the good, true and the beautiful. Awesome. So great. And then Trial and Triumph is stories of Christian martyrs. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we just, we live in America, I, at least I do. And I feel like sometimes my kids just don't understand mm-hmm. what it's like to live through difficult things. And I, I want them to just to have empathy and to know what other believers have gone through before us. Right. Yeah. And it's a very, um, it's not too graphic, I guess mm-hmm. is the word, you know, it's, it's very doable with a lot different age groups than mm-hmm. one group. Mm-hmm. And of course you could probably skip different pieces that may not be appropriate for really young children. And, and of mm-hmm. course I've used this with, as my kids have gotten older and have been teenagers, but, yeah. and then the lastly is just God's names. This, I think when we started our homeschool journey, this was one of the first studies we did with morning time. Mm-hmm just diving into the names of God and, and who he is. And it's just mm-hmm. been a beautiful part of our journey. So, yeah. 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 Those are great resources. Love that. Cause yeah, sometimes you just go, well, what else do we do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go into the next slide here. Yeah. Uh, holiday devotionals. And oh man, yeah, I've already read yeah, two of these are in my, <laughs> definitely we've read in our homeschool. So Yes. So sometimes you just want to take a break through, you know, Christmas and through maybe Easter. And so you want to change things up maybe for your, like your, your devotional time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jotham's journey, and I know there's a couple books after that that That's go right. along mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. And Amon's adventure mm-hmm. and Easter. And one of the things that I really appreciate about both of these books is of course, they're fictional stories of mm-hmm. characters that may have lived during this time. Right. But they did drive me to go, what was this person in the Bible? And then we go look like, oh yeah, it mentions mm-hmm. this person and really kind of takes you into what the context of scripture yeah. is, making mm-hmm. it come alive. Right. And yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Yeah. And my kids have just, when we read those, they're like, oh, yeah, they, they, you know, to see it from that perspective of that child that was observing these things versus, you know, always thinking from the adult who wrote it, um, it makes it so much more relational and, and just real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, and the last resource is Hallelujah. And this is a journey through Handel's Messiah. Oh, wow. And listening to it. And I can tell you mm-hmm. that we've not finished it. And it can be a little bit difficult to make mm-hmm. your kid listen to <laughs> all of Handel's Messiah. Oh, wow. um, but just to expose them to different music mm-hmm. and scripture. And one of the things that I've learned on our homeschooling journey is if our kids can't recognize what is good and true and beautiful, mm-hmm it's going to be hard for them to understand the fake things that come alongside that claim to be good and beautiful and true. Mm -hmm. That's so true. You have to, I remember reading one point saying that, you know, to to figure out if something's counterfeit or not, you don't study counterfeit currency. You study Mm -hmm. the real currency over and over again so that you can observe the counterfeit easily. And the same thing is so it's, it's with truth. You just, you have to keep exposing your children to it, yourself yeah. to it, and then you know when it's something is not true. Yeah. 
Yeah. So All good. Right. Yeah. So art studies, I love this too. <laughs> Yeah, so the uh, art study on the left is from Simply Charlotte Mason. I'm so excited mm-hmm. about your your board of directors and all that. Yeah. And this teaches kids about observation mm-hmm. and taking the time to really dig deep into these beautiful pictures. And they're just mm-hmm. and they're not expensive resources. I think that one on the left might be like fifteen dollars or something. It might wow, be a little yeah. bit more, but it's not an expensive mm-hmm. resource easy to use. It's open and go. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones in the middle are just these um, really great books that study the different, you know, artists and tell more about the artists. Mm-hmm. And a fun one that we've used on the right is Art Fraud Detective. Huh. And in this book, it's um, kind of a game, actually. What it does is you have to look at the fraud picture and then the real and mm-hmm. find um, the person who, you know, it's like this, you know, mystery that these people stole these art pictures and they're from mm-hmm. different groups. And, um, you know, certain pictures might have two things changed or certain pictures might have four things changed. And then you mm-hmm. kind of do this little graph and fill it in. And it's just kind of, it's just a really fun resource. And we've gone back to it a couple of times and mm-hmm. used it more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds really cool, especially for those kids that, you know, that like to do puzzles and solve mysteries and those types of things. Yeah. It gets them more interested in seeing the details too, especially of a big picture child. <laughs> It'll make yes. them focus a little bit more. Yes. All right. And then you got some history resources. Yeah. So the Story of the World series, mm-hmm. you know, is just a great resource for studying, you know, history. Yeah. Um, Old World Echoes actually comes from a homeschool curriculum called Classical Conversations. And these kind of go with like ancient history or uh, medieval history and their mm-hmm. stories plus poems. Like if you want a resource that dives into maybe a little bit of Greek mythology, but then mm-hmm. also some poetry alongside it. And mm-hmm. you just kind of want to move from one thing to the next. Um, that one has that. And then the ASAP for children is just a good resource for studying ASAP's fables. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because mm-hmm. those are things that our kids don't just know sometimes like we did in our education. Yeah. And it's part of culture. I mean, people refer to those fables so often that if you have not been exposed to them, you kind of just miss out on a lot of conversations as an adult sometimes. Yeah. So, so yes, it's, it's crucial. (laughs) Yes, for sure. And then composer studies. Yes. So the story of the orchestra just goes into, it has a CD with it and it goes mm-hmm. into the different, you know, um, instruments and things like that. And then another Charlotte Mason resource there is music study with the masters and it's listening mm-hmm. to the music and learning about the composers. And again, just helping your children to appreciate, you know, um, the good, true and the beautiful. And so mm-hmm. just a couple mm-hmm. of resources and some of these, we haven't, you know, dove deep into them, but they're just resources that have been on my shelf. And mm-hmm. I know they're just, yeah, they're just great, great resources. So yeah, we used the story of the orchestra years ago with our kids too. And, um, it's in a lot of these resources I found at my library again. So, yes. um, so, so definitely, um, if you're just kind of getting started and going, I don't want to invest a lot of money, but I'd really like to start adding some of these things. Again, take this list that Carrie's given you and then just ask your librarian, can I have, do I have access to any of these? Um, they yeah. love that. They love doing the research for you. So yes. I've been told that by librarians. So at least. <laughs> yes. And I will say too, another great thing to do is if you're in a homeschool co-op or a group, trade mm-hmm. resources with friends. Yes. Yes. So I, that Bach resource was actually traded with a friend. She took one of my Simply Charlotte Mason, like uh-huh. artist studies and I uh-huh. took her Bach studies. So cool. it's a great way to, to do that too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 So you have poet- poetry and Shakespeare resources as well. Yes. So the two Shakespeare resources I have used quite a bit. And mm-hmm. the, the book on the left is Us- Osborne's Complete Shakespeare. Yes, we have that one too. Mm-hmm. And 
I love that one because one of the things we did with it is I learned the lovely advantage of having kind of like big sheets of white paper to stick to the wall. Um, or you could use like painter's tape to put up. And what I would do with my kids is we would map out who the characters were. Oh, cool. that's a great idea. And, and how they were related and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, you know, what the storyline was and mm-hmm. things like that as we would, even before we would read the stories and yeah, who, with my teenagers who are in high school and they're having to read Shakespeare mm-hmm. as Shakespeare, you know, there's, yes. <laughs> this is just a great way to, to set your kids up for that. And in the later years. And I do want to mention that if you, you know, my, if you, when you're, when you're doing all this with your child with special needs and let's say maybe, you know, they're nonverbal or you don't know how much they're picking up and they will pick up and absorb more than you even can imagine. Yeah. It's the, the brain is an amazing thing. And I know sometimes like people will say, well, what do I do if, you know, maybe my child with autism is just, you know, running around the house during morning time and they're, you know, just in this, it's just really chaotic. And Mm -hmm. I would just say, it's okay to, you know, give them something to keep them busy. Maybe it's Legos or maybe it is, um, coloring Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe sometimes you eat, they even have to put their headphones on and listen to some music so you can get in some, you know, 15 minutes of quality time with your other kids. That's okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's okay if you've got little toddlers, um, for them to, to maybe just have their own busy box of activities that they only use Mm -hmm. during morning time. Yeah. Yep. My kids, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's not all just, I will tell you, like, it's not all like where my kids just aren't distracted. We've had mornings where they're messing with the dog for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> like this is, I, I'm not on here because I have it all together. I'm on here just because I've learned, we're just learning. We're all learning right. together. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, you don't have to be an expert on any of this. Just be willing to learn alongside your kids. So true. Thank you for sharing that encouragement. Yeah, because because it it sometimes seems when we you know we have everything put together for presentation that we just have it all together. And now my dog is like barking at somebody at the front door right now. (laughs) I just don't. It's just life. (laughs) So so yes, and and life just happens, and your kids will absorb things. And it's like yeah, I had older kids kind of like you did and then one younger one and what my daughter would pick up just because I was teaching my older ones amazed me because she was just in the same room and I wasn't even really teaching her and so you know whatever you know age or ability level your other students are at just know that they are learning whether it's learning by how you are interacting what you're teaching or just your discussion around the topic that there's learning going on yeah yeah so, yeah. And then the other two poetry resources are the Harp and Laurel Wreath. And then I just actually picked up this book. It was just published recently, hmm. 30 Poems to Memorize Before It's Too Late. And it's actually a little bit for me, wow. but something hmm. that it kind of has 30 poems and, and way in with, with tips on how to memorize them. Hmm. And one of the tips that uh, my kids are using actually right now, my older two is they will voice something into their voice memo on their phone or their iPad. Uh And then they can listen to it back to them. Mm. And it's been a way for them to memorize different things. So it's a great resource. Yeah. And it also teaches you how to, to vocalize into one of those speech to text things or the recorders, because it's just, it's not a natural thing. No. If you've never done that before, (laughs) try it. (laughs) You kind of, I stop when I'm recording a sentence, I'm like, Oh, I have to add like a comma in there. <laughs> it's a little more difficult than you think. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's so, true. Yeah. All right. So read out louds. So this is resources. Yeah. This is one of those things that I I often get asked. What books do you recommend for you know this age group or, or this? And mm-hmm. the middle two. Um, have been around for quite a long time. The author Gladys Hunt has since passed away. Hmm. 
But these are they're honey for a child's heart, honey for a teen's heart, and then there's also honey for a woman's heart, actually. Oh, really? Hmm. And they just have good book lists, and they're um hmm. they are fairly I can't remember the copyright date, but they do include even some more modern book series. Like I believe Honey for a Child's Heart even has some commentary on, you know, should your child should you read Harry Potter? Like so it's not mm-hmm. too old, I guess. Um uh-huh. The Read Aloud Handbook is Jim Trelease, and this is just another resource. And then The Read Aloud Family. And I love that one. That's Sarah McKenzie. It's one of my favorites. I mm-hmm. went to a bookstore a couple of years ago that was going out of business, and they had these on sale, and I bought all of them to give oh. to friends. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> even if you're not a homeschooler and you know, you know, families that read aloud to their kids, and we just should never stop past that preschool age, like, like your guest said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. All right. So then you've got some resources for mom and dad as well. Yes. Sorry. I didn't realize that that book was apparently it's a repeat. (laughs) So important. I repeated it. Um, so I'm going to start on the far right. Um, Mm -hmm. this one is a handbook for morning time. It's a very practical, it has ideas for hymns and books and, poetry and Shakespeare. And it's just, it's real short. It's, it's not very long. The reason why I don't have a photo of it is because I let my sister borrow it. And (laughs) yeah, Yeah, that just happens. (laughs) You may see it someday. (laughs) Yeah. The author of that book is the same author of Mere Motherhood. And both of those, she homeschooled nine, I believe nine children. Um, and she, you know, I, she just has some different insights with, you know, using all of those different ages and how morning time just kind of, how she kind of grew into it as she started homeschooling her kids. And so there's just some great wisdom and and laughter Mm -hmm. um, in both of those books. And um, are you familiar with teaching from rest? I have heard of that. I haven't read it myself, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is a book that I just highly recommend for any person homeschooling. I, it's real short. If you can't tell from that picture, it's not very thick mm-hmm. and it's something even to read every year before mm-hmm. you're diving into your year. And basically, um, I, I pulled out a quote, if it's okay, if I read yeah, it from yeah. Sarah McKenzie, mm-hmm. and she said this, she said, we don't want our children to grow up to slog through adult life. Mm-hmm. Living is the inconveniences Real life are the accidents and the bad things that happen to us, the things that we see as getting in the way of real life. Mm. So stop mm. waiting for real life to happen and live it here and now. So true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Assume that the accident happened to make you stop, slow down, to see that person and interact with that person or thing. Mm-hmm. And what this book does is it just encourages you to, she tells, you know, the Bible story of the boy who brought his loaves and fishes to Jesus mm. and, and, and the wedding at Cana that they filled mm. the jars with water and just that we just have to bring who we are mm-hmm. to Christ and who we are in our homeschooling journey mm-hmm. and let him perform the miracles. We just bring our faithfulness. We don't have to do it all. Right. We, you know, and, and these, I, I thought a lot about, you know, the accidents and the bad things that happen. And mm-hmm. I know as special education homeschoolers that we're dealing with a lot. Right. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. but these are real life. And so mm-hmm. we've got to learn to adapt and, and plan ahead and, and have your basket ready, plan ahead and be prepared. Mm-hmm. But just know that those little seeds you're planting and, Starting your day off with a rhythm can reap great benefits later on in life. So true. And those those interruptions that come in the middle are teaching moments yes. that were meant to be taught then. Yeah. <laughs> Not just dis- disruptions. So right. I had one today before this call. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You said you had kind of a morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you got one last slide here, and that's how to connect with you. And I'd love for you to share that um, with our audience as well. Well, thank you for allowing me to share today, Peggy. It's just a privilege to be here and to share, again, not because I have it all together, but just because 
I've learned some things and God has mm-hmm. taught me so much. And so you can find me, first of all, on the right at Take Heart Special Moms. This is the podcast that I host mm-hmm. with these two other amazing women. It's encouragement awesome. each week and we pick a topic for the month. And September, we're talking about advocacy mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. that looks like and the spiritual side of advocacy. Mm-hmm. And then my website is carriemholt.com. And that's just a little bit about me and just my my journey. I home uh, a lot about me and just my special needs journey and and my passion for helping moms and dads to thrive in this journey. So. Very cool. Well, thank you for just everything that you've shared and all these resources. It is extremely helpful. I know so many people have started homeschooling. And they think when they get the curriculum in the box that that's going to solve all their problems. Unfortunately, as we have kids that have so many needs, we need to be a little eclectic. But where to find all of that stuff to be eclectic is is sometimes overwhelming. So I'm glad that you just broke that down for us. And again, if you um, are joining us and you haven't been with us the whole time, just know that I'm, we have copies of all of Carrie's slides. They will be listed on our YouTube description and in the Facebook feed a little bit later today. I know I have it, but um, I don't think I copied it over there yet, but, um, but that will be available soon. If you're listening to the podcast um, pre-recorded, just go to YouTube to Sped Homeschool and um, our channel there and you'll, you'll find it under this um, this episode, which or even the segments that we take from it that we'll repost in a couple weeks, but um, optimizing your homeschool morning time will be the title for that. So, um, so thank you, Carrie, for all that you've shared. This has been so wonderful, and I we definitely filled the hour. <laughs> we did. <laughs> so, um, and I want to thank those of you that joined us for this special time. Uh, I know normally we don't broadcast um, in the middle of the day, um, although that will change in 2022. My the broadcast will be on Tuesday um, afternoon, starting next year, so I can have an extra evening with my family. Um, but but make sure that you check out um, Bookshark.com as well. Um, thank you, Bookshark, for sponsoring this episode of Empowering Homeschool Conversations. And if you um, would like to find out more about them, check out their website um, or check out our website at spedhomeschool.com if you are interested in looking for other homeschooling resources um, or if you want to become a donor partner. We are a nonprofit and we would appreciate um, you joining us um, in our work to empower parents to homeschool children with extra special um, learning needs. Um, so a little bit of housekeeping information. If you listen to the podcast, just know that we are now, as of last week, on iHeartRadio. So um, so you can find Empowering Homeschool Conversations there now as well. We're in quite a few different podcasting platforms, but that was one that we just um, recently added. And we hired a new intern. So um, I'm hoping he'll get his picture and his description up on our website soon. But Noah is going to be doing some extra stuff with our videos. So taking these full videos and adding them to Rumble as well as Gab TV. So um, we're going to be training him a little bit on that. And then he'll be cleaning up some of our old YouTube channel stuff um, as he progresses on through the year. So we want to just uh, give a hearty welcome to Noah, our um, Sped Homeschool intern this year. And um, also know that you can get um, small group um, help with your homeschooling with some of our, our team members. This Saturday is a, um, a small group coaching session on homeschooling your high schooler. Uh, with special needs. And then next week, um, one of other other team members uh, who just loves customizing curriculum is going to walk you through how to customize curriculum for your own student. And you can bring the issues and she will help you. She's a trained special educator and she's homeschooled for nine years. And this is what she loves to do. So you will definitely want to be picking her brain too. But for both of those courses, you can sign up for those um, on empoweredhomeschool.org, which is our sister website. So, um, so yeah, we're going to continue this discussion next week. We will not have a broadcast because of this special one. Um, but in two weeks, Leanne Garfus will be joining us and we'll be talking about homeschooling multiples with ease. So 
not specifically that easy button, but we'll kind of move you in that direction. <laughs> so, so anyway, well, thanks again, Carrie. This has been an awesome Thank discussion. Thank you for sharing your resources and definitely check out Carrie's um, information either at her website at carriemholt.com and her podcast, takeheartspecialmoms.com. So, all right. Well, thank you all for joining us and um, have a great rest of your day. And um, we will see you again next time. So, bye, everyone. Bye. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.